Welcome into Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic today. I'm joined as always by my man, Ethan Gelfan. E, what is happening, brother? Nothing much, man. Just a, a glorious Tuesday. Again, just counting down the days. Can't wait for the season to start. Let's go. Hey, by the way, so I just said let's go, which I, I don't normally say it. All of a sudden, Brady, my boy, he, he's saying it all the time. Really? Like, <laughs> playing video games like, let's go. Like, he's been watching man. YouTube videos of gamers, no doubt. <laughs> That's got to be like their catchphrase. But like, I don't know where it's come from. I mean, maybe the whole YouTube thing. Like, I don't say that that often. Kirsten doesn't say it. I was like, okay, cool. My man. kids are uh, so so. My son, who's eight, he he does um, bruh, bruh, bruh. Come on, bruh, come on, bruh. Wow. Let's go, bruh. Which I, of course, I never say that. I would never say that. But he gets that obviously from either friends at school or gamers or whatever. And then he'll also say yeet. You know, which is yeah, oh god, like a year old <laughs> to your couple year old uh, catchphrase. And then my five year old recently, we were playing with the Encanto playset that she has, a little figurines. She threw one of them over the playset and goes, "Yeet!" <laughs> <laughs> little mini yeet. Little oh baby. my god, it was awesome. First time I've heard uh, her say that. I was gonna say I don't think my kids know the yeet, so yeah. I think I'm good there. But yeah, he's just that's his new thing. He'll get a bowl of cereal. Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> Lucky charms. <laughs> okay, that's a lie. He doesn't eat cereal. If I'm embarrassed to say what he actually had for breakfast this morning, he had uh, dumplings. So I got this big old bag from Costco, and I just cook them up on the front, you know, on the on the pan. What's Eight in the dumplings? Later, dumplings. What's in the dumplings? You know, it's like chicken. What's in the dumplings? And... <laughs> What's in the dumplings? Uh, it's not a head, so that's good. That's good. Uh, spoiler alert. But no, it's chicken. It's little veggies in there. You know, just like you get at a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, you love like, oh my gosh, dude, yeah. I love those too. I would eat those for breakfast. They are delightful. Okay, well, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't bring any of those down whenever you came to visit. That's That's pretty clutch. I'm pretty sorry. clutch. <laughs> um, today we are covering the NFC East. I am rocking a throwback here. Two one. That's my boy Tiki Barber. Oh, Tiki man, throwback. Oh. This was one I used to wear in college. Um, which again, got this jersey on like eBay or somewhere, and then the year later he retired. But right. he was a fantasy superstar for me uh, early was, on in my career. Well, he was a stud for like he had a three-ish year period where he just blew up because it was interesting. Like the first five years of his career, he didn't really do that much. Like he was always solid, but. Never, you know, and then he was paired with Ron Dane, the old Thunder yep. and Lightning. Yeah. But then, like, was it after Dane left or, or just, you know, got I think Dane big, left and Jacobs was, like, kind of coming in. Yeah. But, like, he was a 1,500-yard rusher, would get you, like, 500 yards receiving. Tiki was a beast for, like, those three years. Those last was. couple years, he was a legit workhorse, like McCaffrey-esque workhorse yeah. you know and he kind of left on top like he retired yeah he wasn't like that old and he it was a little he surprising wasn't dropping off yet he just yeah i'm done yeah it was a little surprising which was the first surprise of my jersey retirement <laughs> career yeah, that was <laughs> i was like no like my god oh. well i had a i had a spurt in there where i wanted to get the star on my fantasy team i want to get their jersey okay. every year and so that was like that started in college and so that's how i got tiki and then work done as well like so, I kind of got those guys Dunn going, was, and Warren then done with the star of your fantasy team. He was one of my stars, yeah, for sure. Dude, I was winning. I was winning. You remember? <laughs> you remember my teams that had Sam Congato? You remember that guy for the Packers? Yeah, yeah. on the yeah. Packers, right? Billy Volick. Remember Billy oh. Volick? 
Wasn't it, whose team was Billy Volek sucks? Was that your brothers? No, that was my team. That was oh, my that team. was your team. Yeah, that was my team. <laughs> okay. That yeah, was it was a championship team actually. There it is. There and it Billy is. Volek, <laughs> former Titans quarterback. Yes, he was. Um, but yeah, anyway, we gotta we gotta jump into the NFC East today, and we're Ooh. only gonna do one division today, and we're gonna start doing one division in the next few episodes here. Yes. Really honing. There's a lot of meat in the so NFC much meat. East spacing it out spacing it out a little bit we've also got a return of the segment on campus i'm going to grill you with some positional uh universities and see if you can figure out who i'm talking about here man i feel like i don't know why i just have a bad like you crushed it when i gave you the on campus like i gave you like a middle of the road one it wasn't like that hard it wasn't that easy i feel like i'm gonna embarrass myself this is bad so without further ado let's go into the nfc east yeah (laughs) this was not the easiest one Uh, i even had to research one of the players who I'm not even sure is the right person to profile, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Fair. All right. Dallas Cowboys ended up on top of the East last year, 12 and five record, um, mostly intact offensively other than one huge name, Amari Cooper, as we mentioned last episode, yes. and to the Browns. So the wide receiver room, and I put Cedric Wilson on here as well, as well, just because the wide receiver room is going to look pretty different this year. A lot different, yeah. Uh, I think they said C.D. Lamb's the only player to have caught a touchdown in the NFL or something that's in the receiving room right now. They've got Noah Brown uh, hungover from last year, who was actually like a decent little player. He didn't get a lot of run, but he actually could flash. Uh, everyone was excited about Michael Gallup. This was like his breakout, but he's still recovering from an injury. Yeah. So we're you not know, sure exactly it, when he's going to be back. Well, I mean, that's the ACL. So what's so weird about the, you know, we talked about Achilles, like that's legit year with the ACL. It really depends on like one, how, how they fixed it. Cause there are different approaches you can take. Cause sometimes it's as early as like six to seven months. Then other times it's like nine to 12. Yep. So it's really bizarre. I know they're taking it kind of slow with him, uh, but I don't know. I don't know when, when do you, when have you heard that he's coming back? So the reports are saying I've seen anywhere from one to two weeks missed. Uh, up to maybe four weeks if they do like the pup list. Yeah. I think that's probably the most reasonable estimate. Um, but it's kind of in that Chris Godwin territory too. Same injury, same time same frame. Time period. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I think those are going to be two big names people are going to want to hear about. Cause if he's healthy, I think people are going to be pretty all in on Michael Gallup this year. I mean, he's wide receiver two for them. I mean, yeah. I mean, so last year, who would you say was two? Was it Cooper or, or CD? I think CD was two. I think Cooper think was so? one. Yeah, that was such I feel like that was such a disappointing wide receiver core last year because Amari tell me Cooper, about it. <laughs> tell I mean, obviously you, you knew that, but like, I don't know, man. CD Lamb obviously has such flashes of potential and such a big play capability. And Amari Cooper can just come out and like make these spectacular catches on the sideline, all like tiptoeing. I just felt like they could have done so much more that duo. I don't know. Like you look in the Minnesota, you have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. And when Stephon Diggs was there, like they were feeding those mouths like crazy. Yep. You know, Thielen and Stephon Diggs were both 1,200 yards receivers, I want to feel like, in their last year together or something like that. And did Cooper get more than 850? I don't know. He he only he missed a little bit of time with injury, and then he little, came back but... and he was like pretty hobbled. Like there were several games where he was always on the sideline with that deep massaging tool thing, like rubbing himself down, like, and then he'd run back out on the field. And you're just thinking, like, uh, dude, if it's that bad, like maybe just sit out for a week and get it right. You know? Yeah. And then, and then obviously your boy CD, as we saw with the uh, do it bet board, he had a chance because my boy Godwin went down. So I had a built up lead with him. So CD had a chance to win, but man, he just tanked at the end of the year. So I guess it'll be interesting to see how he does his, 
you know, the clear wide receiver one and really not really, unless Gallup comes back, a true number two behind him. CD to me is so frustrating because there were flashes in his rookie year where he was completely unguardable and he would get like six consecutive catches. And he's just like, he's over the middle running these dig routes and no one can can stop him. And I was just like, this guy's going to be an absolute monster. (laughs) And then like for whatever reason, and obviously there is a reason, you know, Dak Prescott's a legit quarterback, so I, yeah. I'm sure he can see the field well. But for whatever reason, they're just like he just faded entirely for games yeah. at a time, you know. And it's kind of like, how do you go away for two, two for thirty-eight or something when you're that good? You know, I guess he did have a slight injury towards the end of season two, and he wasn't like a little banged up, but nothing of serious note. There's no reason why he should have dropped off that much. But I, didn't he tweak something? Uh, not that I remember. I mean, nothing, nothing serious. Nothing that held him out really. Okay. I mean, he might have missed a game, you know, but that's that's the NFL. You know, it's nothing, right. nothing any different than anybody else is dealing with. You're not wrong. So, so not, I don't know. That that was frustrating. But that's going to be a key to their success this year. Is going to be getting CD going early and often, mm-hmm. making him a true number one, finding his number two. They they brought in James Washington. He might be done for the season already. He got hurt. <laughs> he got hurt in camp, so he wasn't going to be a, a superstar. But he could have no. been their number three. He could have. He's he a taken solid Gallup's guy. Role. He is I mean, solid. He was a solid guy in Pittsburgh, and he just yep. never had the chance to have those opportunities. Yep. Uh, he was always playing behind a couple guys. So this, he was probably going to battle for the number two. But yeah, no. But so he's probably I, gone. And I'm, I'm sorry. You know, it's the Cowboys, so we have to bring up your boy. <laughs> oh gosh. I'm sorry. I know it's still a sore subject, but Zeke, man, I mean, sore forever. I'm looking, I've been reading all these like pre-draft, pre-fantasy draft, like projections and stuff like that. People have him listed down as low as RB17. One, I know you're biased right now, but do you think that's fair? Do you think that's too low? Do you think that's where it's supposed to like, what do you think of that? I think he's going to be a value this year because of how much he shit on people last year, myself (laughs) included. Like I I do have to remind myself, he played through an injury pretty much all year. He did. And remember, he was even saying stuff like, my knee's just not going to be right all year. And they're like, okay, well, uh, <laughs> well could you um... could you get it right? Or <laughs> is it ever going to be right <laughs> again? Or like, what's what is this? What do you mean by that? You know? Yeah. And he just kept playing. And so like, kudos to him for like a real football, from a real football standpoint, kudos to him for toughing, toughing it out and just making it through. But as a fantasy manager, it drove you crazy because you're like, I got to yeah. start him. He's Zeke, but he's very ineffective. I think you'll see a different guy this year. Probably yeah. truer to form in his previous years, although he's lost some work some work share to um, our boy Pollard. Tony Pollard. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think he'll be um, healthy and effective, but have less opportunities. That's my yeah. my guess. I mean, okay. So now with the receiving room the way it is, do you think he might have some more opportunities catching balls out the backfield? Yeah, for sure. I think he and Pollard for sure. I mean, Pollard. Um, I think everyone thinks he's the better pass catcher because he's been more often a third down back, but Zeke's got good hands too. Yeah. Um, he, he was very effective as a, as a receiver and had receiving touchdowns as well. So I think they're both very competent. They're definitely going to have to fill some of the void from Amari Cooper. Um, the fantasy footballers, really good podcast that I listen to uh, occasionally as well. They mentioned that one of the biggest beneficiaries when a lead receiver leaves a team, that reception's void. People are always looking around like, who's going to catch those? Right who's going to get those 140 targets or whatever. Um, Oftentimes the biggest beneficiary is in the running backs. So I would expect that you'll see a lot more of that. I think Dalton Schultz is going to be a beast this year. I think he's going to, I think he's really going to be great last year. Rock solid top seven tight end for sure. In my book, sky's the limit. 
All right. So there we go. Those are the boys. Those, Those are the boys. boys. Those are the boys. Who we got Let's next? move on to the to Eagles. The vaunted Eagles. Nine and eight last year. Second in the East. Man, I don't know what to make. I mean, as you can see, obviously they have one big, <laughs> huge key addition. Yeah. And like nothing else. No departures. Yeah. So it's, it's you're rolling with the same squad. Uh, Pretty much. I mean, they're they're uh, as we mentioned last time, there are changes on the line, there are changes right. on defense and fantasy wise. Um, but yeah, fantasy wise, that's the big name, and it's maybe not a huge fantasy name. Although there were some some like games when he was effective. Jordan Howard has not re-signed yet, to my knowledge. So the four headed backfield that they've had historically maybe down to three at this point. <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, AJ Brown is a big name here. What are your thoughts on him going to the Eagles? Uh, new team. Uh, I guess he's got a great friendship with Jalen Hurts, which I didn't know about. Great. Whatever. Um, so, I mean, just like you were biased with, with Zeke because of a poor performance, you know, I'm a little biased with AJ. I wasted a, I think it was my second round pick on him. Because uh, again, I had, we had, everyone had high expectations for him. He had a great year before, and you just think even bigger things with Julio going to be there. Obviously, he had some nagging injuries, so that was frustrating. And Tannehill took a half step back. So from that sense, he was very disappointing to me last year. Um, moving to the Eagles, he's obviously your clear number one uh, with a great running mate in Devontae Smith. I think that's going to be a great number two. You got another great receiver in, in the tight end spot with Dallas Goddard. So he's got the tools around him that he's going to still have his space and opportunities, which is great. Now you're looking at the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Is he your true prototypical lighted up quarterback for a wide receiver? You know, I know he's your guy. He is my guy. So maybe I'll let you speak to him a little bit more, but um, I think AJ Brown is going to have a good year. I think he'll be a solid fit there, but again, the prototypical quarterback is not there. And I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill is your more traditional one. So that's why he did have success. Um, I just think his production might not be as high as everyone's thinking, just because Jalen will do it with his legs. You know, he gets a lot of other people involved to get the backfield involved. Uh, as you said, the three-headed monster with the running game. So I think they're a little more focused on the running game with the Eagles this year. But, I mean, he's going to be a big weapon for them, and I think he could. But his ceiling is not going to be as high uh, in Philly, I think. He'll still be good, but his ceiling will be a little bit lower. I, I think that I agree I agree and disagree, I guess, with what you're saying. Like, completely see your points. I think that having a more legitimate number two is a huge help for him. And I think Devontae yep. Smith is a better number two at this point in his career than a hobbled Julio was. <laughs> if Julio were healthy, I wouldn't say that, but he wasn't healthy. And right. neither was AJ. And to, was AJ. to your point, like AJ was kind of like Zeke, where he every week it was kind of like, am I going to play? Am I not going to play? Oh, I'll tough it out and I'll show up. And you're like, oh gosh. And then he missed <laughs> like, you know, two, they're like, we're going to get him healthy. We're going to give him three weeks off. And you're like, okay, well, at least I know I don't want my second round pick to be gone for three weeks, but at least I know he's going to come back healthy. And right. they came back, he's still not healthy. And you're like, okay, this is so annoying. Well, so, I think what I was the game last year where you and your brother were at the game and I and I started AJ Brown. I'm like, all right. And then it's like he had it was a, like first series. Right. He had one <laughs> catch for eight yards. I'm like, great start, great start. And then you're texting me, hey, just you know, AJ Brown is just chilling on the side. He's on the exercise bike, he's on the ground, he's not playing anymore. <laughs> right. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. But um, so I think I do question what you said about Jalen though. Uh, not because I'm standing up for him, but maybe more <laughs> situationally. So the one thing I'd say about Devontae Smith's rookie year last year is yeah. tough for a rookie to carry the full load of the receiving room. They had nobody else. Uh, they had Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager is okay. Maybe a nice <laughs> complimentary piece, but not a number two and not a number one, certainly. No. 
Um, Quez Watkins was getting some play. They had some randos stepping in there, like Greg Ward. And I don't remember yeah. the dude who had like, who had like a couple of monster weeks at the beginning of the season. But like, so for him to, for Devontae Smith not to have like a 1500 yard season as a rookie is not at all surprising. No, and I, no. I also don't think that's an indictment on Jalen Hurts' ability to make no. a number one receiver. It's not. So, I mean, their team, I, their, offensively, their team wasn't great last year, but that's not, as you said, it's not speaking of Jalen, it's not speaking of Devontae, it's just the pieces they had. I think with these pieces, though, they can be a more predictably balanced team. And I think one of the things last year was, like, they went that that whipsaw of, like, we're never going to run the ball, and then the fans start booing them to, like, we're always running the ball, and then the fans start booing them. And it's kind of like, okay, if you have enough pieces at the right positions – you can actually have a balanced offense, and it's Philly, man. They're never up for everybody. I do get that. The Philly fans are the woke. They they hate uh, everything they do there. They are the woke. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but um, I will say I think AJ will have a better year than you're giving him credit for. I always question, you know, a big name receiver going to a new team. Like it usually takes at least half a season, if not a full season, for them to really get acclimated and and really blow up. But I think either this year, or next year, it's going to be actually a good move for AJ. The Titans, you got to remember, are like one of the run heaviest teams in the league. And when they do pass, it's quick, you know, slants and crossers and stuff. Like it's not a lot of deep balls. It's not, you know, Tannehill's not as mobile as he once was, um, at least not by design. So I think Jalen can get him open a little easier, maybe. Okay. So, but to your point, and I know we're going to be doing our rankings later. That's coming up in the next couple episodes. But so where are you putting him? Are you you using a third, fourth round pick? You waiting on him, or or what do you think? I think he. I don't. Um, I'd have to mock it out to see like round wise where he goes, but sure. I think he's still probably like a back end wide receiver one. I'd feel more comfortable personally as a wide receiver two because some of the elite guys are like, I feel so much more confident they're going to produce. But if you if you had him as your number one, I wouldn't feel terrible because you know what he can do. Right. I think he's probably just a back end one, like a twelfth ish. So real quick going on a draft strategy, let's just say you go running back heavy, you know, you're doing first round, second round, and then maybe you reach on a quarterback, which, so you'd be happy having AJ Brown. If you pick him up as wide receiver one in like the fourth. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be pretty stoked about that. I think, I think he's probably going to be a third rounder and maybe even creep into the second end of the second, maybe. Uh, But I think he's probably comfortably more of a third round guy, depending on the size of your league. Okay. Fair. Just a guess. We'll see. That's fair. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Um, Washington Commanders. A lot Washington of change Commanders. here. Some big change. Biggest change. Fitzmagic retired. I don't even think he played a game for them last year. And, no, but, he uh, played like once again like the first series. The first series <laughs> of the season. And He's then like, it was, uh, yeah. Um, then it was Nathan Farr that came in there and took yeah. over. <laughs> yes. So uh, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. It's more just funny. Um, Wait, what about Key Edition's new name? New name. That's true. You know what? Just like the uh, Heinz Field change, right? They are now the okay. Commanders. They're not just the football team, which was the Wolfed. Pathetically stupid. Yes. Um, <laughs> like why you couldn't settle on a name in a season is just ridiculous to me. But anyway, uh, they got a new logo. Still the ugly burgundy colors. So sorry about your luck on that one. But they brought in Carson Wentz. He's going to be their savior. He's going to wild card. Wild he's card. Bring them to to uh nfc east supremacy he's back in the east he's gonna have two revenge games with the eagles say, is he circling the games against the eagles or are the eagles circling against him like this is gonna be awesome like which one is no, it fletcher cox and all the other defensive players and the eagles are like oh hell yeah they're just licking their can't top. wait to get a hold of this dude <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean say what you will about him we kind of did the same thing last year with indy it's like 
he's a competent quarterback. He is mistake prone and he is choke prone. So, but what's just so wild is three, four years ago, he was an MVP candidate. MVP, like he was unstoppable. Uh, so it was RG3 for this same team seven yeah. years ago, you know? Yeah, I'm wrong. It's just wild. It's just how, I mean, granted, it's a big injury, it's a big time injury, but just how things can just change like that. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. But anyway, so obviously they got Carson. Uh, they went on the draft, got Jahan Dotson from Penn State. People were saying that was probably a reach. Because what was that? That was like the 15th, 16th pick. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, 16, I think. I mean, he's got a lot of talent. Um, so, I mean, I think he's going to have a little bit of chip on his shoulder just to say, hey, like, this was not a stretch. This was not a waste. I'm here for a reason. He's going to show it. Everything I've been reading, um, I, I always love just reading, like, the mini – the off-season camp reports and all yeah. that. And they just keep saying, like, he just makes the most ridiculous athletic cat, like – over the shoulder, falling down, one-handed. It's so. I mean, if That's there's good. anyone that Carson Wentz needs, it's someone who can make the crazy catches. So, catching the ball is important for a receiver. <laughs> yes, so I do like That's that. Our case. Uh, they're uh, going to get Curtis Samuel back, I think, this year as well, which they were excited about last year. Never kind of got healthy for that. So they could have a nice little one-two-three with McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel. They'll yeah. have some speedsters. That's for sure. Uh, the only probably the lacking is size. I mean, I guess McLaurin's pretty good size, but Dotson's not. Um, I can't yeah. remember Samuel how big he is. Samuel's a smaller guy, too. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Brian Robinson's running back out of Alabama. Um, that was an interesting pick, I thought, because Antonio Gibson was supposed to become this workhorse. Ron Rivera comes in there. He's like, he's our CMC. I, of course, drafted him second round everywhere last year, and it never oh, he, materialized. He killed me. Say, he ruined everybody's team, whoever drafted yeah. him. He, I mean, he finished I mean, as like a top 15 running back, which is one of those annoying stats because you're like, it's because you weren't injured kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like you were just there. Yeah, you were just there every week. But it was never exciting. And he had like a shin, like a hairline fracture in his shin, like all year sort of, kind of yeah. like Zeke, where you're just like, ugh. Well, with Washington last year, between McLaurin and Gibson, those were the two like hottest names coming into all the fantasy drafts. It's like you want Terry McScorin, like Gibson's going to be a beast. Those were literally the two hottest names, and then they both were just such disappointments. Yeah, it was uh, not not good, not good. Um, but Brian Robinson is a big dude, and he has carried a workload before at Bama. He could still goal line work. He's definitely insurance for Gibson. Mm-hmm. I think it pushes McKissick, JD McKissick, to like a true third down role. JD, we don't have boy. any concern that he's going to be an early down back. Uh, that was but a daily fantasy stud, old JD. He was. He was good for you know 11, 12, 13 points every week in fan in PPR. And I think for in the PPR league, he's he's a totally serviceable like zero RB strategy for like your third guy, second guy, whatever. Right. Um, there's always you know it used to be like um, Theoretic was that guy <laughs> every year. Theoretic was like a total beast in yeah. PPR for the Lions. And he would get like 90 receptions a year. And so you could play him at your running back slot and get it almost as many points as a normal, you know, workhorse. So it's kind sure. of a cheat code there. I think McKissick is kind of in that same vein right now. Um, yeah. I thought it was interesting. They drafted Sam Howell. I I'm on record as saying, I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. I don't oh, think he's going to make it at all. No. Um, people think he's great for whatever reasons. I mean, he had that huge year in Carolina. I was going to say they were prolific college offense, but yeah. he also had like, five first round NFL talent yeah. players around him, you know, including like Javante Williams and Michael Carter. I was going to say the running backs alone, the running backs were total monsters. So like getting to watch him several times in, in college, I don't know. I, I don't see it personally, but you know what? He's honestly, maybe he's going to play kind of like Carson Wentz. I mean, we'll see. It's a good person for him to mentor buying. Cause he's 
got a similar style. And then they drafted Chris Paul, who's a guard from Tulsa. Oh, he's a he's oh, a lineman. He's a big, he's he's not a big dude. A Wake Forest basketball player. CP. What up? <laughs> Had to throw that in there. You're gonna get that jersey? I'm gonna get it. <laughs> He'll get traded then. He'll get traded immediately. Yeah, cut. <laughs> he never never even made the team. Who knows? That's fair. All right. Um, let's move on to the Giants. <laughs> the- Dude, these, these additions and departures are not exciting. <laughs> oh, my God. They departed both their tight ends, Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph. They brought in two other below-average tight ends and Ricky Seals-Jones and Jordan Akins. Like, I don't know. That's kind of a wash for me, honestly. I don't... Oh, that's a complete wash. I don't I don't even know what to say about all that. I did find it interesting they brought in Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod. Tyrod. Because I've always liked Tyrod Taylor. I've always you thought do. he's like a totally serviceable quarterback. And Daniel Jones has been really up and down. Yes. And so I think they're kind of like, listen, if this thing really goes south, they got new coaches, GMs and everything. This thing really goes south. We just, we just dump this Daniel Jones experiment, put in Tarot in there to steady the ship and draft the quarterback next year. If you're putting in Tarot to steady the ship. I think he's a steady, steady force. He's a, he's a something, but is Daniel Jones, is he still on his rookie contract? Is this gotta be the last yeah. year? Right? Yeah. I think it's the last year of it. Yeah. Okay. Yikes. And shoot him. Well, wait, no, he can't be because he Saquon was in Kyler's class. His final deal. His uh, final he, uh, Daniel Jones was in Kyler's class because that was, that was the draft in Nashville I, was, I went to. Yeah, but Daniel Jones was a first round pick. Obviously, he was like sixth. But Saquon, it's on, he's on his rookie deal, end of his rookie deal, too. I mean, unless, am I dumb that all rookie deals are the same length? Like I don't think they round? have to be. I think you can pick up an option. Okay. As opposed to extend. Okay. I can do like a fifth year option maybe or a fourth year option instead of signing a new deal. That's probably what I'd have to research it. I don't know for sure, but that boy check that out for me, please. Nobody cares uh, other than Daniel Jones is playing. For now. <laughs> he is the quarterback position right now. Yeah. They did draft uh Wandale Robinson out of Kentucky. Who's it was an interesting pick because he's a slot receiver and they've already got Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Tony. Yeah. The dude had 104 receptions last year that in college. That's, that's, a, that's like a 12 game season. I mean, that is, Dude is putting in work for yeah. real. Uh, so I know we just talked about him real quick, just in passing. But so, what are your thoughts on Saquon? It's kind of the same. I'm seeing him ranked in the same region as Zeke is, like in that 15 to 18 ish. I mean, obviously, past two years have been brutal for him. One with the injury, and then one last year still kind of hurt. But you know, he was mostly garbage last year. Yeah, yeah. he. You know he. He had some bad luck last year too. Like he had a hamstring he issue, and then he, he like stepped on a foot and rolled his ankle real bad. Like it was in like, between plays, not like even as during big the as play. a helmet. His foot was. It was crazy. Um, I I don't know. It it's one of those like, hey, if you draft these guys, they've got some risks. Um, they're I'd be, be more comfortable as a running back too, but they could produce running back one numbers. Yeah, and and you've seen it before, honestly. So, ugh, I don't know. How gutsy do you feel? I I went in on him last year, and it was a bad experience. So I'm less likely to do it, but. Someone's going to get him and it's going to end up, it could end up being a total steal. It's funny because, again, I'm reading all these preseason reports and I had, I read two articles with conflicting views 100%. Yeah. So one was talking about Saquon saying, like, from two NFC scouts or multiple NFC scouts saying he doesn't know how to play the running back position <laughs> and that he always is trying to go for the home run, that yeah. he'll just kind of like juke around, go left, go horizontally. Yeah, he does do that. Loss he does do that. Hitting the hole and realizing a four-yard gain in the NFL is good. Like that's what you want. Yeah. So 
to hear that, that he doesn't know how to play his position is a little concerning, but I get that. Cause yes, in college, he was so explosive. He would be dancing around in the backfield and, you know, bust through and be able to get those huge runs. Uh, so I can see that a little bit, but then, you know, on the other hand, I was reading that he's having the best camp of his career. He's looking explosive. He had a whole year to get healthy um, or a whole, you know, off season kind of thing. So again, it's just these differing things saying he's looking to the best of his career. He doesn't know how to play his position. Like, what? what yeah, what is it, it? that's that's exactly the gamble, right? That's exactly yeah. what we're talking about. He could be a number one, or he could be a second or third running back for you. And you yeah. have to decide how strong you feel about it personally. I think we're not going to talk anybody in or out on him. No. What you've seen, you've seen enough already in, in like the three, four years he's been in the league to know what he's capable of on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Well, and then sorry, one more last one. So again, I'm, I'm seeing him in this set, the 15 to 18 range, but then I was looking at, I didn't read the article, but the headline from field Yates was that Saquon Barkley being drafted way too high. I'm like, okay, this guy is literally all over the map. It's just impossible right now. Yeah. It's going to be all over the place. Uh, it's going to be one of those in the moment you're going to have to see like how, how lucky you feeling. And yeah. it's going to be like a big name for sure. And people are going to be like, Oh damn. Like you've got McCaffrey and, Camara in the second and Saquon in the third. And you're like, Oh my gosh, if the stars (laughs) align, I'll be unbeatable. You know what I mean? Um, Or they could, McCaffrey could over three, (laughs) you know, step on a a nail and then uh, Camara has to go to court and then Saquon. Yeah. (laughs) Saquon Saquon, uh, steps on somebody's foot. Like, I don't know anything could happen there, but you you could end up with that as like your one, two, three, because that's kind of where they're going in drafts. And people would be like, Oh my God. Three, four years ago, this would be the most, unstoppable force ever this is where blind resumes come in because that, that's the name factor that's the name factor but as yep. you said they could go over three and you get nothing out of them but that's so true that's so true yeah. what are you gonna do i now i, I do want to talk briefly about the receivers because you've got galladay who was super disappointing last year yes um i don't know if he had health issues i think some some news of that's coming out it's his second year in the team i'm a Kadarius tony fan you do love I, that guy. I loved his talent, and I liked it when he gets the ball in his hands. He's pretty electric. They they couldn't seem to find the right way to get him involved last mm-hmm. year, and he had some injury issues too. It is, and and so does Sterling Shepard, who I also like. I like I like the guys in the receiving room. I don't know if it's Jones can't get him the ball or what, but it's not seeming to work out that well. However, I think if I'm taking a risk on one of those guys, especially based on where they're being drafted, I'm probably going with Tony. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you'll. I feel like you'll be able to get Galladay much later. Later because, than Tony, yeah. or later than where he normally would go. I'm sorry. Oh, both. You, you think <laughs> both. he'll? You think he'll be after Tony? Think, oh yes. 100%, yeah, I think he will be. And what was just weird? I mean, even when he was in Detroit, like yes, he had two good years, but he was so feast or famine because I had him. I think his really good year in Detroit, but he would have games where he'd be like, yes, five catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns. But then he'd also have games like three for 30. Um, so at the, at the end total, yes, the numbers were good. 12, 1300 yards, like nine touchdowns. But again, it's just, it would be in like four games. He got all that. So you kind of want to, he's not consistent and obviously nothing yet last year, but so yeah, suffice to say, I feel like he's going to be around pretty late. Tony reminds me of Percy Harvin, who, you know, I love, (laughs) I was always in on Percy Harvin and yeah, he may be just as likely to get injured. Um, as Percy Harvin was, but anyway, anyway, we'll move on from that. <laughs> Listen, we gotta we gotta hit up some on campus, our newest segment. We need a sounder for it, like a 
on campus. You can't just do the same thing as blind resumes. Right? Why not? That could be like all of our segments. There's all the segments. Trivia time. <laughs> <laughs> NFC East preview. <laughs> we'll figure that out. We'll get it. Yeah, out we'll figure out on campus. Yes. Maybe we'll get one of those sweet voiceover guys to do it for us. Okay. Like I have got a team that I'm going to talk to you about. I'm okay. trying to figure out the order in which I want to do all this. I think I'm going to right. start with the running backs. Um, Cause quarterback and tight end quarterback, obviously gives it away. Tight end um, probably gives it away. I think you would know this. So I'm going to start with the running backs okay. and I'll go to receivers. Um, and then we'll like, move to the others if we need them. I, I feel like I'm just going to tank this. I'm already embarrassed. <laughs> All right. So one of the reasons I like this is because this university has got several running backs in the league. So running back Ohio state, which may give it away, but I don't think so. There's, there's a bunch no, of these guys in the league. There's a lot running back to Rutgers. Not as many of those, but it's a running back too. So you may not know. Okay. Wide receiver, Minnesota. Wide receiver two. I'm not even certain this is their wide receiver two. Texas. <laughs> what did you say? Texas? <laughs> yeah. Texas. Tight end. Tight end, Oklahoma. I think I feel pretty good just with before, before you said tight end. I was the Rutgers threw me as running back, so I'm just gonna guess on that one. So I'm gonna say the team. I'm gonna say it's Baltimore. Quarterback Louisville. Yes. Lamar. Action so, yeah. Jackson. So you said Ohio State. I was like, all right, there's Zeke, there's JK Dobbins, there's Trey Sermon. Like, okay. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Is he still kicking? I don't know. So then you said Rutgers. I was like, who the hell? So I was like, is that Gus Edwards? That's um, Gus Edwards. I mean, yeah. And then once you said Minnesota, I was like, Minnesota, okay. I thought we'd give it away with Bateman. Rashad yeah. Bateman. Yeah. That helps. So Texas okay. is uh, Devin Duvernay. I wasn't even certain he's their number two, but he, I think right <laughs> now he kind of, he's at least in the running for it. Okay. Fair. Um, uh, the, the Oklahoma tight end, Mark Andrews, would have given it away for me had I not already known. The I was going to say, Bateman, but yeah. That did not give it away for me. Really? I mean, yeah. I, once I had Baltimore ahead, I'm like, okay, Mark Andrews. I'm like, I honestly don't know where Mark Andrews went. He said Oklahoma. I'm like, okay, I'll say yeah. yes. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I honestly didn't know that. Mark Andrews also just looks like he's 50, so I feel like he's just been in the league forever. So I was like, he's not like an Oklahoma. Yeah, he guy, played for so. Barry Switzer um, back yeah. back in the uh, the 80s. See, I pictured like him as a Rutgers guy. <laughs> like he looks like a Rutgers guy. Could be a Rutgers man. Yeah. <clears throat> so Oklahoma. okay, I appreciate it. that. Was a, that was a good one. Uh, it wasn't too easy, not like extremely hard. So that was good. I think on every team, you're going to have at least one position where it kind of totally gives away other than the quarterback, which is an right. obvious one. Yeah. But I think there's going to be one of the running backs or something that, I mean, it's just not quite enough diversity. I mean, in Alabama, schools, but... they have a ton of running backs out there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah, we'll see. Continue we will on. see. We will but see. Good on campus, man. Good on campus. On campus. I got one more thing I wanted to tell some people about. All oh. right. So we always do our DraftKings bets. And yes. I wanted to go ahead and give us a little teaser. So I took a look at the season-long player prop bets. And I've got a few that I want to cover today because they can be kind of fun. I'll kind of sprinkle these in each episode here through the uh, through the rest of the preseason. But sprinkle I want to take a look in. specifically. Sprinkle them in. I want to take a look specifically <laughs> at rushing and receiving yardages. Most people will tell you to take the unders on early season props because it's safer given that there's so much injury in the NFL. Right. Um, I, however, am an optimist eternally, and I will take the overs on all of them. So 
Here's who I like to hit the over let me, yardage. Let me call a quick timeout. Please tell me you took like all the overs on the Baltimore running backs last year. Like I'm every running back. Dobbins. Yeah, Dobbins okay. gonna crush it. Edwards gonna crush it. <laughs> I didn't do any preseason props last year, and um, this this might come to bite me right in the butt as well. But we will see. We will see. Maybe I'm cursing that. We'll find out. Like I got to go on record to find out. Can't curse. So for rushing yards, I like AJ Dillon to go over 775 and a half yards. I think he's going to be a monster this year, That's fair. even in a split backfield. I got Austin Eckler over 800 and a half rushing yards, which I know he's a, he's a hybrid and he gets you know a lot of receiving. A lot of his work yeah. is done in the air, but I just thought 800 yards is pretty light for him. Doable. On the receiving end, I've got Brandon Cooks going over 950 and a half receiving yards. I think he's a thousand yard receiver. Lock it in. <laughs> no yeah. one, no one ever thinks about him that way. But I just you feel like he's, there's he's seventeen games, like <laughs> seventeen games, right? He's good for it. I mean, it's like 55, 60 yards a game. I think he can do that. And then Rashad Bateman, Minnesota, 850 and a half receiving yards. I think he's going to be an absolute steal in the draft this year. He's their number one. Number Mark one. Andrews is technically the number one, but I, I think he's the number one receiver. He's a PPR you, guy. I'm going all in. What did he finish with last year? Uh, not that many, probably. I don't know. Probably less than that because they had Hollywood and it was his rookie yeah. year, you know. Still. Okay. Okay, no, that's fair. I like all those actually. Uh, I like the AJ Dillon one. Uh, no, I, I think those are all totally doable. Like Lock it in. Lock it in. I would have parlayed them. They won't let you parlay them on DraftKings at least. You can't parlay all those together. So they're each individual bets. Okay. Nice. Well played. Well Boom. played. All right. So there we have it. We did on campus. I survived. Thank God. So so well far done. this year, we've done the the Philadelphians and the the Baltimoreans. Is that right? Sure. I'm gonna go Why with that. Why not? And uh, just did the little NFC East, man. So a lot going on. So, yeah, next episode, we're going to be doing one more division. As Kemp said, we're doing one division at a time from here on out. And then we'll be going into our mock drafts. So stay tuned for those. Uh, so, yeah, man, great episode. I'm, I'm just, again, I can't tell you how relieved I am that I survived on campus. Uh, so with that in mind, as always, keep on folding. Fold it. So happy I did it.